Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Let's do this. You are listening to another edition of Writer Than You. Very happy and honored to be filling in for my guy, Bill Ryder, getting you ready for the Thanksgiving weekend. Japan just won a stunner over Germany, two to one. Germany was plus, or excuse me, Japan was plus 600 on the money line. Japan scores a late goal to win in the World Cup, two to one over Germany. Let me give you an update on the other game from so far today. Morocco and Croatia played a very exciting nothing-nothing game. Not a single goal was scored. Twitter tells me it was a magnificent game. I would have to believe them. I certainly didn't wake up that early in the morning to watch two teams not score in soccer, but that's what happened. Coming up in about an hour or so, we have another game, Spain versus Costa Rica. I know very little about soccer. I imagine Spain is a very big favorite. I could be wrong. Somebody check. Check your FanDuel, DraftKings, wherever you like to wager on sports legally. I'm guessing Spain, very big favor over Costa Rica in today's World Cup. Again, my name is Carrington Harrison. Very happy to be in. Very happy to be filling in for my guy, Bill Ryder. Coming up in about 15 minutes, we'll talk a little college football as we are getting closer and closer to finding out who the four teams will be in the college football playoff. I want to start today's show with a little NBA. We won't talk a whole lot about it, but yesterday we saw Ben Simmons go back to Philadelphia. Some of you have been in a relationship before when you realize that the relationship is over. But for whatever reason, you continue to stay in the relationship. Sometimes it was very serious reasons. Maybe you guys have children together. Maybe that's your high school sweetheart. You want to give that person another chance and another opportunity. Sometimes it was more trivial reasons. Whatever the reasons were, you made it in your mind that you were going to try to stick it out. You were going to try to push through and persevere. Your friends kept telling you the relationship is over. Hey, man, I don't, I don't know if she's the one for you. Man, you don't know what you're talking about, man. You don't know she makes me happy. All the while you're dying on the inside. 
In fact, she makes you very unhappy, but you can't let the rest of the world show it. You've got to continue to push through. You've got to continue to persevere for appearances. That same thing right now is happening to the Brooklyn Nets. It's over. All of us can see that it's over. I call it the meet the parents effect. You guys remember in Meet the Parents, everything that could go wrong with Greg went wrong. From the moment we were introduced to Greg Fokker, everything that could go wrong in his life on that trip went wrong. We just got to Thanksgiving. They've already fired their head coach. Their star point guard missed eight games for a documentary. We're not at Christmas. We're not at the All-Star break. Is anybody right now ready to wager that there will not be another major issue with the Brooklyn Nets between now and the end of the year? We all know there's going to be. It's always something with Brooklyn. It's a coach thing. It's a Durant attitude thing. It's a vaccine thing. It's an injury thing. It's a documentary thing. It's always something. I don't like noisy teams. I don't like teams that stay in the headlines. It's one thing to be talked about because you're good. That's not why we talk about Brooklyn. They're 8-10. and They're the number one story in the NBA despite not being a title contender. Why is that? Noise, mess, drama. This is the best soap opera since all my children. Yesterday, they played the Philadelphia 76ers, who had no one on their team yesterday. They had DeAnthony Melton, Shake Milton, Montrez Harrell, Tobias Harris, and P.J. Tucker. Joel Embiid didn't play yesterday. James Harden didn't play yesterday. Tyrese Maxey didn't play yesterday. No one you've heard of on this Philadelphia 76ers suited up yesterday. They had Georges Niang coming off the bench. Paul Reed gave you 19 off the bench yesterday. How does a fully healthy Brooklyn Nets team lose on the road to the G League 76ers? Someone tell me this. It's one thing to put up with the mess if they're winning, if they're performing. I'm sure the Packers have dealt with a lot of things behind the scenes with Aaron Rodgers, but you know what? He's won MVP the last two years. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever walk the face of the earth. You'll put up with a lot of his nonsense from time to time because he's Aaron Rodgers. What has Kyrie Irving done for the Brooklyn Nets other than cause headaches, other than be a problem, other than be a nuisance, other than be in the headlines? He's a part-time player with full-time problems. As much as I like Kevin Durant, the basketball player, Kevin Durant, the basketball player, seems to be a very unhappy individual. A really good friend of mine told me this quote, and it stuck with me my entire life. You got two choices in life. You can be a fountain or you can be a drain. Does Kevin Durant seem like a very fun person to be around? Does he seem like a teammate you want to ride for? The Brooklyn Nets experiment has gone as poorly as it can go. I notice it. You notice it. Why don't the people signing the checks notice it? 
Sometimes getting out of a bad situation is the best thing to do. And trading Kevin Durant, trading Kyrie Irving, moving moving on is the best thing that the Brooklyn Nets can do. It is over. It is not work. They are not a good basketball team. They are not a title contender. They are a forgotten team in their own city. They would do everybody a lot of good if they just aborted this mission. It's over. It's done. It doesn't work. We've got three games tomorrow in the National Football League. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. We've got the Bills and Lions taking on each other at 12.30 p.m. Eastern. We've got Giants and Cowboys at 4.30 Eastern. And we've got Patriots and Vikings tomorrow at 8.20. Now, I don't know if the NFL planned this or not, but that is not a bad schedule in the least bit. The Lions are playing a little better football. The Bills are arguably in the conversation to be the best team in the league. You've got two good NFC teams, a very important NFC East matchup. And as of now, two playoff teams between the Patriots and the Vikings. We got good football tomorrow to celebrate the Thanksgiving weekend. I'm looking at the New York Giants here as a team to show and prove. I was born and raised in Kansas City, Missouri. Our state moniker is the show me state. So I don't believe what you tell me. I believe what I can see. I believe what I can look up. And watching the New York Giants this season, they've had a good season. Salute to the New York Giants. They are a better team than I had anticipated. We do an over-under challenge at work. I picked the Giants to hit the under this year. I was wrong on the New York Giants. I can admit that. Some sports talk hosts won't admit that, but I can admit it. I was wrong about the New York Giants. Can we go through their wins really quickly? Just really quick. Tennessee to start the season. All right. so Impressive. Carolina. Chicago. Green Bay. Baltimore. Good win. Jacksonville. Houston. I don't think that they've played a team close to the caliber of the Cowboys and beat them. They played the Cowboys earlier this year. They lost to the Cowboys earlier this year. They lost to the Cooper Rush-led Dallas Cowboys. This is a chance on national TV in front of everybody to be taken seriously. Every year there's a team that makes the playoffs, largely because the schedule dictates it. That team right now appears to be the New York Giants. They can be a team that gets by and beats up on Houston and beats up on Jacksonville and beats up on Carolina and they got the Commanders a couple of times and they got Indianapolis and sure, you can win 11 games doing it that way. You can have a good season. You can convince yourself that Daniel Jones is the answer. You can convince yourself to bring Saquon Barkley back. Like You can convince yourself you are further along than what you are. You are defined, especially in a very wide-open NFC, by your ability to beat teams like Dallas, by your ability to beat a team like Philadelphia, by your ability to beat Minnesota. The Giants play those teams. They play Dallas tomorrow. They play Minnesota on Christmas Eve, and they play Philadelphia two more times the rest of the season. So if you have any uncertainty about the New York Giants, oh, those questions will be answered. And they are not answered by beating up on the Green Bay Packers, who are not a good football team, or the Bears, who appear to be a year away, or Carolina, who has had a 50-50 raffle to see who wants to play quarterback for their team this year. The Giants will be defined by how they play in the second half of the season. 
a game against the Cowboys, two games against the Eagles, and one game against Minnesota, we will know how serious we need to take the Giants. They have had a good season. They have done far better than I thought they were going to do this year. I thought this Giants team was bad. I thought they had 5-12 and 12 vibes written all over them. They have proven me wrong. Can they prove now that they're serious contenders in the NFC, or are they a product of their schedule and are going to get in largely because they beat up on the dregs of the league? Coming up on the other side, we'll talk a little college football with Chip Patterson, and we'll go over yesterday's announcing of the top four teams in the college football playoff. That's coming up. Keep it locked in right here on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast you're listening to the writer than you podcast good morning you are listening to writer than you on cbs sports radio my name is carrington harrison very happy to be filling in for bill Ryder as he takes some much needed r and r for the Thanksgiving weekend. Let's head to the phone lines right now and be joined by our first guest of the day, Chip Patterson, who covers college football for CBS Sports. He is also the co-host of the Cover 3 podcast. Chip, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I hope you are. I'm doing great, man. A very uneventful ranking yesterday with the college football playoff. Ah, see, I think that the committees, um, see, while it's just one position and while there's still a lot to be determined, 
I do think that it's important that as we enter the expanded playoff era that we hold the committee's feet to the fire because it's true that the only rankings that matter are the last ones and the only positions that matter are the top four, with the exception of, you know, who makes it into the New Year's Six. There's some other complications once you get to, you know, top 12, top 16. But if we are going to move into this world where seeding really matters, you know, where how they stack up number five, number six, number seven, all the way through the top 10 really matters in the top in a 12-team playoff, I think that for USC to not receive uh, a bump into that number five spot and for LSU to be able to hold on to that as LSU currently sits with two losses, one of them being an extremely lopsided loss to a Tennessee team that got blasted by South Carolina – while the Trojans, I know it's Los Angeles is Los Angeles, but the Trojans went into a Rose Bowl that where UCLA was fired up to be able to try and, and knock down uh, Lincoln Riley and USC, and they went and got that win, and they did it without their star running back in Travis Dye. And so I honestly, like right there at the top, I think that LSU ahead of USC was one of the few places where you could look at a real gripe uh, in last night's release. That's interesting, Chip, because, and maybe I'm off on this, but I believe tomorrow, if LSU and UCLA played each other in the Peach Bowl, for example, I believe that LSU would be favored over the game. So I don't mind them being ahead in the rankings if I think the perception in Vegas is that they are the better team. Where do you stand on that? Who would win tomorrow think, if they played each other in, in a neutral site? I think it has to be a combination of best and most deserving. Um, our NCAA basketball tournament doesn't use uh, the Vegas odds. They use some metrics certainly, that the committee members are allowed to use. But, you know, we only have like 12 games in a college football season. I don't want to let the computers and the models that the odds makers use tell us who's going to be competing for a national championship. I think that resume has to mean something. It doesn't have to be everything. But I think that as we, again, as we continue to enter into a new expanded playoff era, I don't want to just say, uh, oh, who would be favored? Okay, well, then you get the edge because, this is a sport where favored teams lose all the time. And if we want to keep the sanctity of the regular season, if we want to make these things matter, then we can't just let the odds makers and the models tell us who the best teams are. You've got to be able to go earn it on the field. So there's, I understand it's something that can be taken into consideration, but if we only use the numbers, then the same teams with the, 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 you could just take the 24-7 sports recruiting rankings and just go ahead and put them in the college football playoff. We don't even have to play a game. What happens on the field has to matter. It can't just be who Vegas thinks is better. Right now we're talking to Chip Patterson of CBS Sports, also the co-host of the Cover 3 podcast. I think USC is in a really good spot. We could start here with USC in the Pac-12. They only have one loss. We know that either Ohio State or Michigan are going to lose, and I think LSU is going to lose in the SEC championship game to Georgia. USC is really in a good spot, even though there is sixth right now to jump up and grab one of those four spots. 100%. And that's why I wanted to preface it with, you know, I, I want to at least start to get through the practice of us really holding the committee's feet to the fire because of what you said. Like, the committee is probably thinking in that room, like, ah, who cares? We can just put, you know, move everybody up one spot because this will work itself out. Ohio State and Michigan will play each other. Uh, LSU will play against Georgia. And if USC goes on to beat a good Notre Dame team that has been surging after a really rough start and go on to win in the Pac-12 championship game against either an Oregon, a Utah, or a Washington, then this USC team would be finishing the season with like three or four 
uh, top 20 or top 25 ranked wins in a row. And then you're right. Like USC has it all in front of them. Lincoln Riley has told his team, like, don't worry about the outside noise. We just have to go win. And I do believe that if the Trojans win by any margin, like you don't even need style points. You just need to show up on Selection Sunday as a 12-1 and Pac-12 champion. And the resume will speak for itself. I know there's a lot of issues with – um, you know, USC's defense, when you start to compare it to some of the other best teams in the entire country, they are not as balanced as Georgia. They are not as balanced as Ohio State. They are not as balanced as Michigan. But if that Trojans team, uh, with Caleb Williams leading the way, does show up on Selection Sunday as a 12-1 and team with all of those ranked wins in a row at the end of the season, I do think that USC will be in the college football playoff. Chip, can anybody win the Heisman Trophy that's not named Caleb Williams or C.J. Stroud? Corum's knee injury with Hendon Hooker's knee injury, it is looking less and less likely that outright winning the award will be anybody but C.J. Stroud or Caleb Williams. And I would bet that if C.J. Stroud lights up Michigan's defense in the shoe on Saturday, it might even be a wrap before then. And we might only just be talking about who else is going to be a finalist. Um so I, I think it's pretty much either one of those two to answer your question. Like Drake may paint it, uh, his outside chances with his, his worst game of the season and a loss in Georgia Tech. I mentioned the injury issues for Hooker and Corum. Uh, if I'm missing somebody else, like I don't have the odds board in front of me, then feel free to throw his name in. But I do think that we've – it's C.J. Strouds, honestly, to, to lock up against Michigan. But if there's any wiggle room at all, then I do think it's either going to be C.J. Stroud or Caleb Williams. I think it's a really interesting race because watching that game on Saturday between USC and UCLA, I thought that Caleb Williams had a couple of Heisman moments there where I feel like this year C.J. Stroud has stayed at the top of the board without Ohio State really playing the schedule or C.J. Stroud being forced to have those moments. Now, you're right. This Saturday, it's going to be a big ranking. It is a big weekend for Fox. A lot of people are going to be watching that game. He's got to go win the Heisman to me because I feel like Caleb Williams won the Heisman last week against UCLA. Right, and like C.J. Stroud was a Heisman finalist last year. His record as a starter over the last two seasons is fantastic. Um, All he has done is continue to pad stats, and this is the one statistic, though, that I think might separate C.J. Stroud in the eyes of some voters. And look, as a distinguished Heisman Trophy voter myself, I'm I'm told not to reveal or tip my hand. I'm only giving you this opinion as somebody who's had to, like, study and analyze the process. If you are the starting quarterback for an undefeated national championship contender when those Heisman votes are due, that important statistic, the zero in the loss column, might end up separating C.J. Stroud and Caleb Williams, even though – USC's only loss was because the defense gave up a two-point conversion walk-off at Utah in Salt Lake City. If C.J. Stroud plays really, really well against Michigan, and I do think they need him to play well in order to beat a very good Michigan team, then I think that that zero in the loss column is going to end up helping him win the Heisman. Chip, I have I have never forgiven you Heisman voters for giving Tua Tugavailoa's Heisman Trophy to Kyler Murray. Tua won the Heisman Trophy that year, and you guys gave it to Kyler because he played well in the Big 12 championship. I, 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 I have never forgotten that. Yeah, that's uh, the, Kyler was electric, and I was, um, with, I, was, I was with Oklahoma. I guess that was the Orange Bowl against uh, Alabama, 
and I remember just sort of the, the buzz around him was the, the kind of thing that does attract those voters who don't cover college football. Um, you know, Tua had been in college football for a little while, and that is one thing that some of these voters who really, like, there are voters, and I'm, I'm not trying to disparage them. It's just the way the process works. There are voters who are covering the World Series in early November, and then they turn their attention uh, to college football for the final couple weeks of the season. And the way that Murray put that Oklahoma team on its back and led them into the playoff uh, was, was truly outstanding. And that is the award. They don't give us any other instructions except to put in a one, a two, and a three. And that's it. You only get one, two, and three for the most outstanding player in college football. And uh, for those voters who only tuned in for the end of the season, I do think Murray was, uh, was pretty outstanding. Right now, we're talking to Chip Patterson here for a couple more minutes. He covers college football. You also should check out the Cover 3 podcast. I know how good Ohio State is. How great do you think this team is? They just haven't been tested like some of the other teams in the top four. They played Notre Dame at the very beginning of the season. I think we've learned now that Notre Dame wasn't a team that was a preseason top 25 or a top five team. They played Penn State, and they got this big game against Michigan. This is an Ohio State team that's been tested like they have been in years past. How great do you think this Buckeyes team is? We will see based on how the defense shows up against Michigan's bully ball attack in the trenches because that was the reason why Ryan Day went to go hire Jim Knowles as a new defensive coordinator. Why he made that change was because he knew that they needed to get a little bit more of an edge to them. And I do think that um, this defense gave up a lot of points to Maryland. And whether that was uh, a position, just a sort of a difficult position, look-ahead spot, to me, the offense is copy and paste. I just know that they've got wide receivers that nobody has enough defensive backs to be able to cover. Their statistics, both in terms of uh, yards per play and also advanced statistics like success rate, say they are one of the best, most well-rounded teams, offense and defense. You're right, it hasn't been sexy, it hasn't been spectacular, but you look under the hood and everything checks out that they are one of the best teams in the country. But the lack of uh, you know big-time tests uh, has left us with just looking at this Michigan game. If Ryan Day has that group ready to go, uh, they could make quite a statement like a lot of those Urban Meyer teams did in this game when you'd go out there and put 40, 50, 60 on the board and you come away being like, oh, okay, we, you know, the, the Maryland game or the Northwestern game like, gave us worry. We thought that you were playing with your food, but when you show up against another one of the best teams in the country and you look that good, that's when we'll start to buy in that you are a national championship contender. Last question here, Chip, and I appreciate your time. You and I both know that the most predictable thing about college football is how unpredictable it is. How we think it's going to play itself out this next couple of weeks is not how it's going to play itself out. What's the out of left field, wow, I can't believe this moment you think that could happen in the sport? Oh, it'd be LSU beating Georgia in the um, conference championship game. You know, like that, if you want to get the tinfoil hat on, the tinfoil hat says that uh, this, this, this is the craziest conspiracy theory that I also love because it shows how passionate and uh, off the wall some of these fans can get. But the, the tinfoil hat says that Georgia laid down to Alabama in last year's SEC championship game so that Alabama playing with its back against the wall could be able to get into the, the college football playoff along with Georgia giving the SEC two teams. The tinfoil hat says 
that LSU is going to go into Atlanta and do the same thing and make history in doing so, becoming the first two-loss team to make the college football playoff. That is Chip Patterson joining us on the show today. He's with CBS Sports. He is also the co-host of the Cover 3 podcast. Chip, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, my man. Sounds good. Y'all be well. Absolutely. That is Chip Patterson joining us on the show today. A big thing that I want to learn this weekend in college football is how good is this Ohio State team? They just haven't been tested. The Big Ten hasn't been as strong as it's been in years past. I mean, in the Big Ten this year, Wisconsin down, Michigan State down, Iowa down, Penn State a little bit down this year. They just haven't, there haven't been those big teams. There haven't been those big moments. Wisconsin's not, it. this is just a very different year in the Big Ten. Ohio State is just, they've done what they're supposed to do. They're an elite tier one team, and they've kept all of these teams at bay. Smoked Wisconsin, smoked Michigan State, smoked Iowa, beat Penn State on the road by double digits. They have done what they're supposed to do. They've got a home game against Michigan, and Michigan's best offensive player might not play. You're supposed to win this game. I want to know how great Ohio State is. They are obviously very good. But in a couple of weeks here, they are going to play a team outside of their conference, outside of their division, that can match athletes with them, that can match skill with them. How do they fare? How do they handle it? As we talked about with Chip, the one thing we know about college football is how unpredictable it's going to be. I don't know where it's going to be. If I had to guess, I think Kansas State beats TCU in the Big 12 championship. If you want my what's going to shake itself out, I think K-State wins this weekend against Kansas. I think Kansas State goes to Arlington and beats TCU in the Big 12 championship game. I think TCU has been hanging on these last couple of weeks. They should have lost to Baylor. Last week, they should have lost to Baylor. They've been hanging on these last couple of weeks. They were hanging on against Oklahoma State. I thought they held on against Kansas. I think this TCU team, now they've done a good job. You've navigated a difficult schedule. Eventually, when you keep dancing with fire, you get burned eventually. I think that is about to happen to TCU in the Big 12 championship game. Coming up on the other side, I was reading a story about Thanksgiving, and it was a nationwide poll. I will tell you the four most popular Thanksgiving sides in America. But first, let's get you guys an update with Erica Hershkowitz. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Thanksgiving is one of the best days in the American calendar. It combines so many things that I love. A great meal. Who doesn't appreciate a great meal? It combines football. Who among us doesn't love the National Football League? It also combines naps. Oh, there's nothing I love more than a nice midday nap. I don't think I've ever seen the second quarter of a Dallas Cowboys Thanksgiving Day game. Ever. We normally start to eat in between the Lions and the Cowboys game. First quarter, I'm locked into the Cowboys. That second quarter, heading into that overtime, oh, that's nap time, baby. I wake up about mid-third quarter. I go get me another plate. The Cowboys are normally disappointing. They're normally down 17 to 13, but it's going to be an exciting finish. I mean, this is this is my life every year around this time. I love Thanksgiving. We have our Thanksgiving tradition after the Cowboys game is over. We watch our first Christmas movie as a family. We put the tree up. You know, it's the holidays. It's togetherness. But tomorrow is really about eating. Oh, I can't think of anything more American than stuffing your face and then taking a nap while watching football. So I found this website. It is called tasteofhome.com. Admittedly, I never heard of this website until earlier this week. But the story said this Festus map shows every state's favorite Thanksgiving side dish. And one thing I love about being able to host national radio is I I learned that we all have different cultures. I was born and raised in Kansas City, Missouri. I went to college in Joplin, Missouri, which is two hours from where I grew up. I've never lived outside of the state of Missouri. Sure, I've traveled. I've been to other places. But going to New Orleans for three or four days, you don't know everything you need to know. Going out of town for a couple of days, that doesn't. You can't get the real vibe of the culture and what the locals are really doing. I'm doing the touristy stuff. So when I'm looking at this map and I see that Alaska, their favorite Thanksgiving side is a hash brown casserole, I wonder to myself, what the hell is a hash brown casserole? I've never had that before. I've never heard of it before. I've heard of green bean casserole. I've heard of a tuna casserole. I've heard of a sweet potato casserole. I've never heard of a hash brown casserole. I've never been to someone's house and they were serving a hash brown casserole. Not once. Not a single time have I heard of this. So I'm reading this and, you know, obviously I got to check for my own state. So for Missouri, the most popular side is rolls. Now, I don't know if I would consider rolls to be a Thanksgiving side. It's just. It's just there, you know, it's just, you need a starch, you need a bread, you need something to sop up that mashed potato, you need something to slop up the turkey juice, you just get the, the roll. So I don't know if that counts as a Thanksgiving side blow out. You go over to the Kansas side, Kansas City right there on state line, Kansas City, Kansas, about six minutes from where I live. 
the number one side in Kansas is cream corn. And then it made me start to wonder where we gone wrong as a society. Because the most popular Thanksgiving sides, there are only three possible answers. One of the biggest lies they told us as children is that everybody is entitled to their own opinion. No, you're not entitled to a wrong opinion. There are only three possibilities for the most popular and best Thanksgiving side. Number one, stuffing. You might call it dressing. Whatever you call it, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, that's the Randy Moss to the Tom Brady. That's the Travis Kelsey to the Patrick Mahomes. That's the Scottie Pippen to the Michael Jordan. Stuffing is a great one-two punch. You don't eat stuffing with any other meal. You've never had chicken wings, and on your plate you also had some stuffing. You've never just had barbecue ribs and there was stuffing there because that's not what it goes with. It's a great combination, a great one-two punch. You're playing a two-man game. It's like Sidney Dean and Billy Ho. That's what it's like, a great two-man game. Stuffing, dressing. That's one possibility. Oh, but mac and cheese. Now, mac and cheese, you want to know how I know mac and cheese is great? It's great year-round, and it pairs with anything. You're eating barbecue, mac and cheese. You're eating a hamburger at the cookout, mac and cheese. Easter, mac and cheese. Christmas, Labor Day, Memorial Day. It doesn't matter what day it is. It doesn't matter what meal you have. Mac and cheese can do everything. It's a do-everything kind of side. It's versatile. can beat you with the left hand or the right. It can go southpaw or, or, or beat you with the over. It doesn't matter. Mac and cheese. Let's put that in another category. So we've got our dressing stuffing over here. We've got our mac and cheese over here. And then we got what might be the best side of them all. Mashed potatoes. Also very versatile. Another side that can go great, that pairs great with everything. As great as stuffing is, it has its limitations. You've never had stuffing on June 10th. Never. Not one time. Not one time has there been a random August 7th day that you just had a good bowl of stuffing. Even the same stuffing that your grandma used to make, that mom makes, it doesn't taste the same on August 10th. It tastes good that last Thursday in November, though. So, Thomas, th- those are the three sides. And I know you live in a different part of the country. I'm, you might be going to a Friendsgiving, maybe a Thanksgiving. Those are the only possible options for your favorite or most popular side. Mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, and the stuffing. Anything else is second best. Anything else is second rate. Now, Carrington, this is important for me to point out. I am born and raised in upstate New York. I now live in New Jersey. I will be going to my in-laws for Thanksgiving. You mentioned this one to start, and I was a little relieved that you said it because I wasn't sure you actually would. I'm down with the crescent rolls. Rolls are a very important part of the Thanksgiving meal. I I don't disagree with you. I'm with you. I think the rolls, but this is the thing about the roll, though. The roll to me is like a good center. It's like a good center. Everybody understands in the NFL you need a good center. But that's not you're not you're not paying, you're not buying a ticket for the center. You can't, you're not buying a you, ticket to watch them hike the ball. You can't play without them though. You can't I agree. play without them. 
Now this, now this is called something different. I go string bean casserole, green bean casserole. It's probably the same exact thing. That is number one for me, actually, Carrington. String bean casserole. Now, Thomas, we can have this conversation. You and I, we've worked together before. I consider you to be a friend. This is one of those two Americas things. I have never had green bean casserole before. I've never been to a home in which green bean casserole was offered. So we did this experiment this week on my radio show. My producer, also part of two Americas, he had never had sweet potato pie before. And it blew my mind. Grew up on sweet potato pie. We were not a pumpkin pie family. We were a sweet potato pie. He said, I had never had it. We always had pumpkin pie. So we did a blind taste test. I went to the store and I got two pies from the same brand because I wanted a fair test. We got the pumpkin. We got the sweet potato pie. He picked the sweet potato pie. Just to show you that we're all different. Green bean casserole. What is a green bean casserole? Can you explain to me the ingredients? What is inside? Because I imagine green beans, a very, very prominent ingredient. I don't know anything else about a green bean casserole. What is it? I would love to tell you what's in a green bean casserole, but I have absolutely no idea. I'm involved (laughs) not at all in the cooking process. I stay out of the kitchen mostly because I have no idea what I'm doing. All I know is it's absolutely delicious. Okay. If you guys know 855-212-4227, you let me know because I don't know what's in a green bean casserole. This is not funny. This is not for show. I've legitimately never had a green bean casserole before. I don't know what a green bean casserole is. I have never, ever partaken in a green bean casserole. I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you want to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, remember Rocket Mortgage can't. So, Thomas, I'm going to tell you another story about my life. At this point in my life, I can tell you this story. My mom doesn't care. There's been one time in my life I raised my voice at my mom. As a young child, that was unthought of. Would never, ever do such a thing. But this is a very important question that I have to ask people if I'm going to play an away game on Thanksgiving. I know now at this point what time the food's going to be ready at my house. I don't know what time the food's going to be ready at your house. So I don't want to be in a situation where you tell me it's 2 o'clock and then I get over there and it's 2.15 and I'm looking and nobody has we're about to eat energy. You got to, we're still setting up energy. So this was probably about a decade ago. I'm still, you know, I'm grown, but I'm not grown yet, you know. So my mom tells me, you know, we're going to eat at 2 o'clock. You know, your cousins are coming over. You know, it's going to be a good time. I'm like, hey, cool. You know what, man? I'm watching the Lions game. It's around the time we normally eat. Thomas, 2 o'clock gets here. I'm starting to sense half the people that are supposed to be here aren't here. I know we're not eating anytime soon, but you know it's not a big deal. Let's keep watching football. 3 o'clock rolls around. People are starting to show up. 3.30 rolls around. I'm not sensing a sense of urgency here from people that we need to be eating. I haven't eaten all day at this point. 4 o'clock rolls around. I'm starting to sense a little bit more restlessness, a little bit more nervousness. It's 5 o'clock rolls around. Granted, we were supposed to eat three hours ago. I go in the kitchen. I'm like, hey, Mom, you know, I'm I'm getting a little impatient. I'm a little hangry at this point. Hey, Mom, what's the – where are we at? Oh, we're going to eat in just a bit. I looked at my mom and I said, yo, stop lying to me. I said it kind of sternly, too. It was kind of that record scratch moment where everybody just kind of like, 
<laughs> it was kind of that moment, like, yo, stop lying to me. And she kind of looked at me, and I kind of looked at her, and I realized in that moment that I had made a mistake, and she realized that I realized I had made a mistake. I just turned around went to go sit down. That was it. It wasn't no issue. Never came up again. Never came up again. I tell you that story because knowing when you're going to eat, very important. Thomas, I would imagine at your in-laws tomorrow, you're eating at 12, 1 o'clock. In my house, we say we're going to eat at 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock really turns out to be 3.30. It always upsets me. It always frustrates me. But at this point, I just know what it is. Now, when you're playing an away game like that, now, I've never been able to ask. Usually, I can find out without asking, like, hey, we're going to eat at 1.30 today. Great. Cool. Fantastic. I will be there and ready to go. How do you, how do you say, like, hey, what time do you think we're going to be sitting down? Because it's usually like, hey, what time do you need me to show up? See, I'm asking those questions off the top. I'm just asking those questions because I got a plan. I got to prepare. So I get it. Maybe you feel uncomfortable asking. At this point in my life, I don't feel uncomfortable asking. I'm not going over anybody's house where I don't feel comfortable to ask that question. If, if I can't ask you what time is the food going to be ready, we're not close enough for me to come over on Thanksgiving. Hey, man, what time do you think? And I'm not saying it's got to be to a perfect tea. I understand people are cooking. There's a lot of stuff going on. But at least keep it in the ballpark. At least keep it in the ballpark. If you tell me we're going to eat at 1, I can live with a 130. But don't tell me 1 and it ends up being 245. Because I would have made different plans over the course of the day. You know, I normally don't eat breakfast on Thanksgiving. I have been anticipating. That bowl of cereal, it's been there. Those eggs and bacon, that's been there. You know what hasn't been there? That bird. You know what hasn't been there? That stuffing. Mommy made mac and cheese since Easter. It's been a while. I haven't had it in a minute. My mom made the homemade cheesecake. She only makes that for the big occasion. I've been savoring this meal. So I'm not, I'm not wasting it. I'm not wasting any space in this stomach with toaster strudel. I'm waiting on this meal. Just be honest about when it's going to happen, man. That's it. That's it. But no, I was I was looking at this map, and according to this map, the four most popular sides in America are mashed potatoes, green bean casseroles, mac and cheese, and rolls. I refuse to believe that if we did a nationwide vote, the same way we do the presidency, I refuse to believe that more people in this country like green bean casserole than mac and cheese. I refuse to believe it. I won't believe it. I'm not buying it. I will not believe it. I don't want any parts of it. I think you're lying to me if you would vote. If you would go in that voting booth on election day and vote green bean casserole is a better side than mac and cheese. Mac and cheese has held you down for plenty of meals. Velveeta, homemade, it doesn't matter. Held you down for years. You are not voting green bean casserole over mac and cheese. Coming up, we'll head to Philadelphia to learn more about the return of Ben Simmons. That's coming up. Keep it right here on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 